Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. And this morning, when we say Casper and Chris, we mean it. Chris Walton is back. I am. Thank you very much. The rumor, the rumors of your uh, demise proved to be uh, not true. That's true. Even <laughs> even though Debbie tried to tell everybody, <laughs> Debbie was spreading the rumor that you were dead. Probably. I don't oh, know. Oh, good. Probably See, wanted the insurance money. Got gotta love wives, don't you? Sure. <laughs> Welcome back. Feeling I good. I think that's in the vows. You're supposed to. Yeah, that's. that's yeah, I, I feel uh, much better. Um, uh, it's 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 fun to like eat and then you know. Normal things happen, <laughs> which was um, not what was going on for about three days there. And not, not a good diet either, I suppose? No, I, I did drop about five pounds, but uh, that's not really the way you want to do it. Yeah, that's, that's true. Well, welcome back. Uh, it is a Wednesday. We're at 39 degrees in downtown Boise, and uh, we are underway uh, with what is going to be um, probably at least a week, maybe more, mm. of springtime weather finally. It looks like winter weather may finally be over. Is it just me, or have the high temperatures lately looked like uh, a lottery drawing? Okay, 57, 44, <laughs> 61, 39. Well, coming this weekend, they won't look like lottery numbers because lottery numbers are not that high. On uh, Friday, we're going to be close to 80. It looks like on Saturday and Sunday, mid-80s. Mm. So, once again, this is just what people were afraid might happen. It's winter, it's winter, it's winter. Hey, it's summer! Yeah. We're going to have <laughs> a lovely summer this spring. Yeah, so it's going to be, uh, I, I think my, people might be a little shocked by the warm weather. I, I, I know I'm, I'm looking forward to finally getting some nice weather. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ready for 85 as of yet. I, I was, you know, hoping that we weren't just going to fly by the 70s, but it looks like at least for this upcoming weekend, um, we are going to be doing that. I think it'd be fun to have about eight weeks where it was just like 70 to 75 every day. That's what I was hoping. That's usually what spring is like, right? Although... I have never moved to San Diego, so I don't know why I expect that. Well, I mean, we have we have that usually here in in Idaho. Um, it's just this year we've had another kind of a strange year. By the way, if you're wondering if next year we'll have a, a similar year, uh, predictions are already coming in that next year will be a El Nino year instead oh. of a La Nina. La Nina. We've had La Nina for the past three years, which usually means colder, wetter winters. And they're saying that the ocean flow has already started to flip mm-hmm. and that they are expecting next year to be an El Nino year, which means drier and warmer than usual. So we're, we're officially not any longer in a drought here in uh, Idaho, but uh, it looks like maybe drought might be coming back next year. Oh, well, <laughs> bummer. Uh, you never know with weather. Though, Which right? one is it that comes with the most, uh, like, sharks on the beach? Is, is that La Nina? Shark, or is Sharknado. Sharknado. Yeah, oh, that's, Sharknado. That's okay, the, that's, yeah, that's the That's movie. totally different. Okay. Coming up here for you this morning, uh, a couple of things that we'll talk about. I'm uh, going to continue to talk about the uh, official announcement. I mean, it was he, he said for months that it's like, I'm expecting to announce. Uh, yesterday, he uh, did officially announce that he's going to be running for president. We're talking about Joe Biden. We'll talk a little bit about that this morning. Uh, also, what's going to be different in, in this election, other than the fact that Biden is the incumbent, but you have two of the same people who are um, leading 
as choices as of right now. I know we're a long ways away from the primary. We're year yeah, but, year but, away. So what, what keeps getting me are these uh, these little surveys that keep coming out that say, well, you know, the, Amer- the majority of Americans don't want Biden to run again, and the majority of Americans don't want Trump to run again. However. If the two do run, they <laughs> intend to they intend to stick with whoever they voted for last time. Yeah, that's that's the crazy part. It, it, it's like, <laughs> Joe, uh, you've actually heard this statement before. Uh, yesterday was asked by a reporter. It's like, why did you choose to run again when you know you, you have a majority of Democrats saying you shouldn't run? And he kind of got angry and came after him. He's like, read the polls, Jack. Like we've heard him say I, that. Before. I did read, read the polls. The polls Jack. I was I was just quoting one of them to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's him, like his staffers not telling him of the polls, or uh, him. They should queue up. Not music. remembering the polls. Read the polls, Jack, and don't you come back no more, no more. Other thing we'll talk about: um, Will uh, Boise stop doing business? Boise City Council uh, may have to stop doing business if uh, a suit is. Um, found in favor of a former city council member who wants the city to stop doing business. Well, what is it they sell now? Um, lies, diversion, division. Um, they sell lots of stuff. Yeah, I probably wouldn't miss any of that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some people think that you, you, you need the city doing business um, to continue, but we'll give you the details on like that. Like the people who work for the city? Uh, well, city who work, people who work for the city, the people who like to build stuff, yeah. um, you know, the people who collect, you know, the taxes, that type of stuff. People, people basically that operate in the city sure. kind of would like a city to continue, you know, to thrive. People with, who, who without a city might not be, you know, eating. There you go. Um, so we'll tell you about that. Um, also on the way for you this morning, uh, we'll talk a little bit about debates. And, and while you were gone yesterday, uh, Rick brought this kind of brought this up uh, on whether or not Joe Biden would even participate in debates. And I, I thought, well, he's going to have to because there are <laughs> so many Americans who believe that he can't handle the rigors of being president. He can't talk, doesn't have the mental facility. And if all of a sudden he says, you know what, I'm not going to be in front of people answering questions and, and debating other candidates or, you know, who could be President Trump, um, if both of them are chosen as the winners of the primary for the general election. And I thought, well, th- that's just not going to happen because people would say, well, I can't vote for Biden. And then yesterday, Donald Trump came out and said that he is not going to debate. Have we if, have we entered, and we saw some of this here in our state last year, have we entered a time where we are just not going to have debates anymore? I think we have entered a time where the candidates basically believe they can control whatever it is they do, and they don't have to fall in line with any particular conventions. It, you know, in other words, do I want to debate? No, I don't feel like it, so I'm not going to, but I'm still in, you know, I'm still part of this. Do better. So... I'm just curious, and you can start weighing in on this if you would like this morning at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email chris at kbi.com, which you can because he's already away. We told you not to because he was sick the last two days, but you can email chris or mike at kboi.com. Do we have to have debates? Have they outlived their time, or do you think it's important that we still have debates? I think they were always just for show. But, you know, the fact is we have debates to give the candidates one more chance to say something incredibly stupid in front of everyone. But I think of all people, President Trump proved that debates weren't just for show. 
If President Trump would not have had debates, there's no way in the world he would have ever been elected president. You don't think so? No. He was he was not a top 10 candidate before the debates and then I mean he has no political experience and because of how well he did in the debates mm-hmm. that's how he got elected without the debates he never so it's weird to hear him now say no I'm not going to choose to debate what he was what he was actually pretty good at that others weren't doing because simply it wasn't done up to that point was basically playing the presidential dozens in other words here's some things that are stupid about you 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through this morning. Um, let's get our first check on what's going on with sports. It's brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. Remember, great place to get breakfast and lunch every day. Why? Because everything is made from scratch. The deliciousness being put together, made right now by Chef Wally. Culinary consultant. Head chef. I, I, I mean, he, he does everything. Get into Pork Belly today. They're open up in 45 minutes for breakfast, as they are every day, 7 a.m., Monday through Sunday. Getting set for the NFL draft, and Boise State football has had at least one player chosen in the NFL draft for 13 straight years. And the Broncos probably will have that streak extended to 14 tomorrow. The NFL draft starts tomorrow, and while Boise State doesn't have a projected first-rounder, four players, safeties J.L. Skinner and Tyreek Jones, along with offensive lineman John Ajuku and defensive lineman Scott Matlock, could all be taken by Saturday night. Coach Andy Avalos on Idaho Sports Talk said they have put themselves in a good position to be chosen. Our players get to go and, and visit with an organization for a day. It's an interview, and so you can really help yourself in these last three weeks because the in-person interaction, the fit for the organization, from the personal standpoint to the football IQ to really your work ethic, that's what these organizations want to find out. Skinner could possibly go on day two, while Jones, Ajuku, and Matlock are probably day three selections. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Once again, the NFL Draft coming up on Thursday. I'm Rick Worthington. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. 623, phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. like to uh, wish happy... Got to get this right. Administrative Professionals Day, uh-huh. which used to be known as Secretary's Day, but because people were offended by be, for being called secretaries, uh, now it's been changed to just administ- Administrative Professionals Day. There we go. Well, and, and it used to be that uh, a boss was supposed to take out his or her secretary to lunch you know, or, or do something nice, if that's not a... Buy, buy flowers? Yeah, whatever. You don't see that anymore, do you? Well, and uh, it... A few years ago, as some businesses I know of started simply taking out any, and it was specifically females. They took out for lunch any female who had a desk job, even if they were, you know, general manager. Mm-hmm. They just decided it was a day to take out the females who had desk jobs. And then somebody complained about that and said, well, you know, like there are men who are administrative professionals. 
And so uh, eventually those businesses leaped into action and started ignoring the day altogether. Well, and, and now you have uh, men who could identify as women, as a, a female administrative professional. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, we've just, you know, changed so much. Um, you you can say, you know, I, I identify as a professional, even though I've never been paid to do anything. I wanted to uh, play this. This is actually, we're going to merge the Wayback Wednesday machine with uh, today's Administrative Professionals Day. Mm-hmm. Here are a couple of clips from a real retro 1970s era informational film about women working as a secretary. Take a listen. The clerical field is particularly important to women. Women hold 70% of the jobs. Take a good look at your career choices. That's what Patty McGrath did after four years of college. As secretary, you need to be the best you can be. So Patty worked harder, and now she types 110 words per minute. (laughs) Janet keeps her hands in condition for typing with finger gymnastics. She can keep it up all day if she has to. (laughs) Finger gymnastics. They wouldn't say that about a guy, would they? Uh, that, by the way, I'm not kidding. That is actually a couple of clips from a real 1970 areas uh, era information film about where women well, working in, in yeah, the secretary in, in, field. In the 50s, it would it, it would have said something like, "Girls, don't worry about going into the uh, workplace. If there's ever a real problem, you can just take it to your male boss." Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, if you do have a work for a company that you know still celebrates Administrative Professionals Day or Administrative, I think it's, I've even heard it called Administrative Assistance Day. Um, if you celebrate that, still work at a place that celebrates that, even if you don't and you are one, happy day to you. Yeah. For the rest of you, hey, happy Wednesday. <laughs> Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 6.33, uh, getting ready for another hometown breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Get ready, Nampa. We are headed your way. This one's for all the Nampons out there. You can join us for breakfast. Bob's Restaurant and Lounge, just off I-84, Franklin Exit, next to the Shiloh Inn. We've been there uh, a few times in the past. Big, huge sponsors of our no. toy drive every winter. I thought they were called Namparines for some reason. No. Um, I live in Nampa. It's Nampons. We're Nampons. Okay. Yeah. Um, you'll be able to join us once again for breakfast. Um, also joins Bob Bob's Restaurant as they help Happy Jack Cats. And they're yeah, asking some cat food. everybody to bring in kid, uh, kitty food, kitty litter, toys, blankets. And if you do... You're going to get either a free soda or 5% off your meal. So that's going to be going on Friday. Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Uh, Another thing happening on Friday having to do with Bob's Restaurant, that's our KBOI Sweet Deal of the Week. Once Mm -hmm. again, take advantage. There's not a lot of these, but you can take advantage. $50 gift certificate for only $25. It is first come, first serve. Once they are gone, they are gone. But they go on sale at 9 o'clock sharp. You can try out the uh, many different omelets, Bob's Eggs Benedict, other delicious meals. Don't forget, they are breakfast, lunch, and dinner. One of the very few places in the entire Treasure Valley. Yeah, that has every meal. That has every meal <laughs> and prime rib every single day usually uh, a lot of places just have prime rib fridays saturdays or like friday saturdays and sundays Mm -hmm. bob's has a prime rib meal available for you every single day 
So check it out, 9 a.m. sharp, KBOI.com. Click on that sweet deal link. Don't forget, if you don't want to wait till Friday, there are sweet deals available. As of right now, uh, you can get in on, for instance, the Emerald Lawns Pest Control, $320 value, half price, $160. This isn't just for one treatment. This is good for the entire year. So the earlier you buy it, the better it is for you because you get to take advantage of it for the whole year. It's available, but keep in mind, there are only six available right now. Uh, A lot of other things. So they, the great deal, the pack of forever stamps is back. Yeah. We talked about um, stamps going up to 63 cents. You can get a hundred pack of stamps for only $52 right now. Nice. Yeah. So take advantage. Those are a couple of the deals available right now. Just go to KBOI.com, click on the sweet deal link, take advantage of some of those half price deals and other deals going on with the sweet deals. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 640, uh, looking now after not a great day uh, in the stock market. Dow was down over 300 points yesterday. Uh, We are up. As of this morning, for the futures, though, up about 65 points as of right now. Still about 45 minutes ahead of the opening. Standard & Poor's up just a little bit. Uh, And uh, NASDAQ up a bunch, 130 points. These are all futures, but uh, we'll find out what's going on this morning. Uh, Yesterday, there was a lot of red. Looks like a a lot of green uh, on the board as of today. So we'll get a check with Jeremiah Bates talking about your money here in just about an hour. Uh, Some of the emails, conversation we had yesterday once again, talking about what you think about Biden's age at 86 years old. Still one of the best phone calls we've gotten in a long time. That's what he would be when his term finishes mm-hmm. if he's elected again. Um, and we, we asked the question, in case you missed it yesterday, uh, we were asking people who were 80 and older to call us and tell us whether or not they thought at their age, um, if quali- not, not asking about qualifications or, or whether you wanted to be president at your age if you thought you could be president. EJ had called us. She's 86 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just <laughs> one of the best phone calls we've ever got. I might, I might have to dig that back up. It, it, it was so good. But out of all the phone calls, and you wouldn't expect a lot um, because there are not a lot of people um, probably uh, listening over the age of 80. And we talked about this. I, I, I mean, I have one grandparent out of my six grandparents who lived beyond the age of 80 uh-huh. only one um i have a mo- my mother is still 81 uh, my father stepfather is 75 um my my mother still teaches to this day very active there is no way she could handle being president my stepfather definitely who's who's younger than my mother by six years definitely couldn't handle being um president none of the calls that came in from people because i can't answer that question how i feel i feel i know how i feel now yeah i mean i need to nap a couple times a week now <laughs> and i don't i'm not near as busy as probably a president Yeah, is. i need to nap a couple times a day too <laughs> you said week didn't you Sorry. yeah i said week not day yeah um email in says you guys are so silly biden biden's age doesn't matter if reelected, obama is still young enough to last the full 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 four-year biden term Another email says, why are you guys talking about age and not criminal ties to the Chinese, Ukrainians, and Russians? And let's not forget, sex trafficking lies. Kevin writes in, for those who don't think that Biden will or should debate during the presidential race, I ask this question. What is a debate in front of a national audience other than a person, uh, in-person job interview with the people that you are representing? That goes for any level of government. 
And that's going to tie into something that we're going to talk about a little bit later this morning because President Trump came out, and this was a question that we asked, would, would Biden, with his lack of press conferences, the fact that he you know, doesn't talk in public very often, um, would, would he choose to take part in... Uh, Does he speak less in public than other presidents? Uh, oh, God, yes. I mean, I know he speaks... Less when, than Trump, but when, so when, does everyone else. Yeah. When, when's the last press conference uh, you remember him having? I don't know. I never paid attention to the ones he did have. And I don't think he's had one this year. Mm. And we're, I mean, we're almost five months into the year. Um, so this kind of kind of kind of goes into what we were talking about yesterday, especially in a primary. I don't think you're going to have to have Biden because he is the incumbent. You know, you've already had major people who ran in the last election as a Democrat say that they're not going to be run. Some of the some of the people who would have the best chance if Biden wasn't running, Governor Newsom said he's not going to be running. Um, you know, he's got members uh, on his staff uh, that are part of the government, his administration right now that ran against him who won't be running in the uh, next election. During a primary, he probably wouldn't have to be in a debate, but in the general election. Um, we asked the question, do you think he would do a debate? And then President Trump came out yesterday, and he he found out that apparently there has already been two primary debates, GOP debates, scheduled. And he goes, I was never asked. He goes, I'm not going to participate in these debates. Hmm. We'll talk more about this. Uh, have debates just kind of become passe? Because we saw the same thing here in our state of Idaho. Other states, people refuse to debate. It's not a requirement. Well, it, it it used to be, though, you did something like that, and people would say, well, you've got something to hide. I'm not voting for you. Yeah. And apparently people don't discriminate like that anymore. Let's get a check on what's going on with sports. Once again, it is uh, brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. Don't forget their drive through breakfast, all open up at 7 o'clock. Their drive through specifically for coffee. Uh, you want to get, get some hip drips, hot coffee, cold coffee, iced coffee, flavored coffee, all available without getting out of your car. The coffee drive through is open every morning beginning at 7 o'clock. Lots of baseball fans in our area have been waiting for the Seattle Mariners to come around. They haven't been playing terrific, but yesterday they did get the bats going, and they did it against the Phillies. Here's the windup, and the 2-2 on the way, swing, and a high drive into the gap in the right center field, going back March and Castellanos, and this one is gone. Goodbye, baseball. Over the tall wall in right center field, Jared Kelnick with his seventh home run of the season. Over the out-of-town scoreboard, a double to left center in the second, and a one-out home run here in the top of the fifth, and a number seven, and it gives the Mariners a one-to-nothing lead here in the top of the fifth inning. That was the call on Cairo Radio. Kelnick finally getting another shot, and the Mariners wouldn't be finished with that. The 0-1 swing, and it's corked on a line. Crush left field, not coming back. Teoscar Hernandez, number six. It's a two-run blast to left field and let the Boo Birds sing in Philadelphia. The Mariners have extended the lead of 4-1. to one. Gotta like that is uh, the Mariners would go on to beat the Phillies by a score of 5-3 to three in that ball game. So let's sum up what the Mariners' season has been like so far. They're one game below 500, 11-12, but they're only three games out of first place. The Rangers are 14-9. and nine. They lead the American League West right now. And the run differential, 
not great for the Texas Rangers. It's plus 58 right now, but it's the kind of thing that the Mariners could come back from if they get hot. By the way, the worst team in baseball is also in the American League West. That would be the A's. They are 5-19 and with a run differential of minus 104. It's the worst ever in Major League Baseball history through this point of the season. And that's bad. I'm Rick Worthington. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 707, it is 39 degrees in downtown Boise. Phone lines open for you once again this morning at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. The uh, Lori Vallow case, we haven't talked a lot about it because, uh, number one, uh, it's not like you get to go and, and get audio. Well, the audio is being released, but there is no video. Right. It is interesting. I don't know if you have any friends. Uh, I've watched uh, some of my friends on Facebook posting. Um, they're actually getting the tickets. And going? To the trial and, and going. I haven't and heard anybody doing that. They have no interest. You know, they don't know anybody there. They just wanted to go watch the trial mm-hmm. and in saying how absolutely amazing it is to sit there and watch the trial as it is going on. And, and I guess that that's not surprising in the fact that most people don't go to trials, especially high-profile trials like the Lori Valaday Bill case is. How often have you, other, whether it, unless it's you or if you've served on a jury, Decided you wanted to go and sit in and watch a trial. Yeah, I've I've never gone and sat in a court for fun. Like I said, the time, the one time that I was chosen to be on a jury, it was fascinating. Spent a half a day on it, going through the process was absolutely fascinating. I'd never done it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the time that I've actually been in court for myself, um, it was fascinating. Dare I say, even fun to participate in. Now, I wasn't being charged with a felony or anything like that. Um, but Which it was is probably why it was fun. Yeah, because I, I, I knew, number one, I, I couldn't lose anything. Either I was going to just plead guilty and pay the fine, and this has to do with a uh, poker case mm-hmm. um, about, oh, I don't know, 10 years ago. and It was the red-hot poker case. The uh, lawyers that had come to me and said hey you'd be a perfect person to put on the face on this um would you do this and i go well what's the downside you might have to say pay the same fees that if you you know were guilty and i go oh well then yeah (laughs) hell i'll do that if there's Mm -hmm. no downside so and it was absolutely fascinating it's just it's interesting to me to see how many people are you know who who just want to go watch the case are actually going to the case uh we had told you that first week that every day the courtrooms were, were filled up. Right. There, there is no standing room. Once again, if you want to go watch the case, you have to reserve your seat a day before, and you can only reserve it one day before, and you can only reserve it for one day. It's first come, first serve. There are no like VIP today you can, seats. Today you can reserve Thursday, but not Friday. Yeah, and, and you can't go today either. That's the only way you can do it. Um, we haven't talked a lot about it. Uh, Lori Vallow's sister, Summer Shiflett, She's the younger sister of Lori Vallow, testified in her murder trial uh, yesterday's. Uh, prosecutors played a phone call that was recorded between the two sisters during the summer of 2022 when uh, Vallow was in an Idaho jail after the discovery of the remains of their, their sons, J.J. Vallow 
and his sister, Tylee Ryan. Um, this is uh, KTVB and their reporting of what happened in the case yesterday. Take a listen. Summer Shiflett was the second witness that prosecutors called today out of the four witnesses they called right after she started testifying. She got emotional. She started crying. We could see her wiping tears from her eyes. She testified right off the bat that Lori told her JJ and Tylee were safe and that she knew where they were. Summer said she trusted Lori initially, even defending her publicly. But after her niece and nephew's bodies were discovered on Lori's husband, Chad Daybell's property on June 9th, 2020, that trust was shattered. In that jail call a couple weeks later, Summer is heard sobbing uncontrollably in the beginning, demanding answers from Lori about what happened to the kids. She tells Lori how much she loves her, how she's always been her rock, and how much the family loves JJ and Tylee. Those sobs turned to screams and pleas over the course of the 10-minute call. Lori calmly tells Summer there's an explanation, but she can't talk about it. Summer yells, you went off to Hawaii to get married to Chad and you were dancing on a beach smiling while your kids were buried in the ground like pieces of garbage on his property. To that, Lori responds, quote, that was later and nobody knows what happened. During cross-examination, Summer told the defense Lori was a loving mother and her kids adored her. Summer says she could never have imagined Lori doing anything to hurt her children, let alone kill or conspire to kill them. She testified Lori and her brother Alex Cox's religious beliefs became more bizarre after they met Chad Daybell in 2018. Meantime, JJ's grandpa Larry Woodcock and Lori's uncle Rex Connor both talked to media outside the courthouse this morning ahead of Summer's testimony. Were you expecting we were doing yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, and so she didn't get to, and so it builds up for another night. So, you know, it's hard enough on summer as it is, and so I hope she gets a chance to do that. Right on the numbers. Well, it's tough on her, as it would be on anyone. I mean, the whole process is tough on anyone in there, and so, and uh, we aren't looking forward to seeing pictures they said we're going to see today, so that'll be tough on everyone. So we're looking for a tough day. During the testimony today I, I don't think I'm staying in court because it doesn't do anything but just yeah it makes you dep- it's depressing it's severely depressing and I, I, so I doubt if I'll stay in court for that you'll hear more, uh, more about what was so severely depressing coming up in the 4:30 half hour but FBI agent Nick Balance also back on the stand earlier. Balance spent the morning going over cell phone tower interactions and texts and calls between phones belonging to Daybell Vallow and Alex Cox. He testified that on September 23rd, 2019, the day after JJ was last seen, Google location history showed Cox's phone at Daybell's property, including at a spot very close to where JJ's body was ultimately dug up. Prosecutors believe the three conspired to kill the kids and Chad Daybell's wife, Tammy Daybell. Another interesting thing uh, out of the uh, court yesterday was uh, they introduced evidence of computer searches. Computer searches? Yeah. Um, oh. On the Internet. And one of the Internet searches, and I mean, this doesn't prove anything, but it doesn't look good, um, showed that Lori Val had done uh, an Internet search for wedding rings. The ones that her and Chad now wear. And the search was done weeks before Chad's wife, Tammy Daybill, was killed. Oh. So they they weren't supposed to have been, say, engaged well, at that time. Yeah, because, I mean, he, he was married. <laughs> so why, why would you be doing a search? Like I said, not proof of wrongdoing, but it, yeah. it definitely doesn't look good.
all part of building the case. Um, we're into week number three. We're expecting another two to three weeks of uh, testimony before this case is over. Let's get a check on what's going on with sports. Uh, once again, this morning, phone lines, by the way, are open at 208-336-3700. You want to weigh in. Update brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA, the place to go for breakfast and lunch. They're open, as they are every morning. Check out their menu at porkbellyidaho.com. You can check out their menu now. That's what you can get right now. Um, Working on an all-new menu we'll be telling you about here very shortly. Um, But once again, if you like chicken fried steak, highly suggest you go with that. Their biscuits and gravy are amazing. Matter of fact, everything is amazing for breakfast and lunch at Pork Belly in CUNA. Once again, getting ready for the NFL draft starting tomorrow. Several Boise State football players are probably going to be chosen this year. One of them that's pretty high on a lot of teams' draft list is J.L. Skinner, who had a chance to talk to the media yesterday and talked about what got him to the position where he might get drafted. Uh, I say my mom. Uh, I came from a different background. Uh, Most people came, most people had to experience like me probably, but not these same experiences as me, so... I dedicate that to my mom. She always installed that humble attitude in me, and that's the reason why I am here. When you say day. different background, what does that mean? Uh, just the different type of struggles and over obstacles I had to overcome in life. My mom is my rock. My mom is my everything. So she told me I'd always be humble and just remember, you know, things aren't going to come to you. You know, you got to go get the things yourself, and you always got to remain humble because once you, once you start acting like you're you're that person, God will God will humble you. You know what I mean? He'll make you feel like you do have things to work on. So me personally, I just always stay humble. Always know there's an aspect of my game to always improve and things like that. Once again, that's the Broncos defensive back J.L. Skinner, who is expected to be drafted sometime over the next couple of days. Now remember, the NFL draft starts on Thursday. That's just the first round. The second round starts on Friday, and then it continues through the weekend. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Jeremiah Bates with us once again this morning uh, after not a great day for the uh, Dow yesterday. Looks like uh, Dow futures uh, up uh, right now. Uh, oh, 81, dropped 58 uh, just that quickly. Um, got uh, up, especially on the NASDAQ. Uh, big tech seems to be doing very well. A couple things to talk about this morning. Do you want to talk about uh, big tech? Microsoft, um, you're going to talk about their earnings. And I just wanted to say, as we were watching Fox Business News this morning, Microsoft is saying that for future earnings are going to be uh, coming a majority from artificial intelligence. Yeah, I mean, so bottom line is big tech to the rescue. If you look at the big drivers, I guess, of the just the S&P 500 or these major indexes, it's a handful of technology companies that have largely led the way. And you had, you had investors patiently awaiting a little bit on an unease yesterday because you had the big boys reporting. You had Microsoft, you had Alphabet reporting after the market closed. And Microsoft certainly beat expectations, up almost 8% year to date. It's up, um, well, I mean, 15%, not including its performance today. So you could be looking at almost a 20% gain year to date after today. And investors are extremely bullish on Microsoft's, I, I guess, adoption or being ahead of the game around artificial intelligence. And I would I would compare this to back to the great financial crisis when you look at one of the biggest innovative technologies that was released ever, and it was the first iteration of the iPhone, which was, I think it was released June or July. It was summer of 2007. We all know what was uh, happening in 2007. iPhone's just a fad. 
<laughs> so you look at, you look at Microsoft and these large technology companies even though you could say they're they're more volatile I mean they're ba- they're sitting on a tremendous amount of cash they put most of their money into research uh, research and development and they look to innovate and now you have this artificial intelligence technology which is really taking uh, the technology space by storm Microsoft was one of the first big companies to dip their toes into it so they're well positioned i mean they're ahead of the game right. and that is and and wall street is so bullish on this innovation around artificial technology how it's going to be efficient um how it's you know how it could it could potentially disrupt the job market i mean we can save that conversation for later but bottom line is investors wall street they are in favor of microsoft and it is boding well for that okay. stock especially this morning another thing i wanted to uh, ask you uh, about on another subject uh, one of the bank's first republic who was uh, in trouble here just about a, a month ago, see, got a big, um, you know, in, influx of cash. Uh, but there was a big change in their stock price yesterday. Oh, it dropped almost 50%. Now, when they released their first quarter earnings, it was kind of looking at how bad was the deposit flight out of that bank, and it was worse than anticipated. I think it was around 40% of their deposits disappeared in uh, in the first quarter, and that did not... I mean, it just, it just shook investors. And now you had a large segment of their business, which is the advisory space. You had a, um, a couple big advisory teams leaving, leaving that bank. You also have this company sitting on some some loans that were made when rates were low and now those loans are worth less now and that's obviously been the underlying driver for a lot of this banking turmoil that we've seen over the past few months but first republic is a little bit more exposed to that so yeah they're uh they're trying to right the ship uh they came out and said that they might plan to cut workforce by 25 percent and also try to shrink its balance sheet i don't see a positive outcome for first republic to you know, get out of this looking the way that they did before. So, I mean, the bottom line is they're trying to avoid being seized by the uh, the FDIC. Um, but you know, likely they might get gobbled up by a bigger institution. Might be a maybe a I'm using air quotes here a right. forced purchase here. But um, okay. at the end of the day, it's not looking good for First Republic. Dropped fifty percent, almost fifty percent wow. yesterday. It's down over ten percent pre market trading. Yeah, it's not. Hey, the short well. sellers uh, made out yesterday, didn't they? <laughs> Thank you, uh, Jeremiah. We'll get an update here from you in a little while and uh, talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 741, 45 degrees in downtown Boise. Been paying, you've been paying attention to how quick the Major League Baseball games have been going this year because of the yeah, rule changes, right? About 30 minutes faster. You see uh, a, a doubleheader, and I can't remember the teams that were playing, a doubleheader played in just over four hours. Wow. It used to be you'd go to a game and you had a possibility of watching a single game last four hours. Mm-hmm. This was a doubleheader in just like four hours and five minutes. You could possibly be seeing much quicker NCAA, uh, NCAA football games due to some new rule changes that happened on Friday. Friday, the NCAA announced three new rule changes for the upcoming season uh, in hopes of shortening college football games. Have you heard about these? They're going to stop the clock uh, for fewer situations, I guess. First, no longer teams will no longer be allowed to call consecutive timeouts. No more icing the kicker two or three consecutive times, which I am perfect. I thought that was the dumbest rule ever. It's like, really? You're going to ice the kicker again? You just iced him once? Are you going to make him even colder? Oh, a third, <laughs> third timeout to ice him again. 
Granted, I still remember an Air Force game one time where they called a timeout to ice the kicker, and they said, "Good luck, good luck icing this kid. <laughs> he flies like F-15s, uh, you know, a hundred yards over the <laughs> tarmac or whatever." Secondly, there will be no untimed downs at the end of the first and third quarters. If a penalty occurs on the final play of that period, that penalty will just carry over to the next quarter. Okay. Now, you'll still have untimed downs if a penalty occurs before halftime or at the end of the game, because that's those kind of were, important. Those were a little bit unusual anyway. Finally, and this is the most interesting one, the game clock will no longer stop after a first down unless that, there is under two minutes to play in the half. That is the one that's going to speed things up a bit. Um it's a move closer to what the NFL currently implements, where the clock never stops after a first down. Now, the clock will stop after a first down, two minutes left in the half, and two minutes left in the games. So this will cause games to be quicker, uh, fewer plays. College teams will be able to control the clock uh, in, a, in a more dramatic way. Football coach Andy Avalos weighed in on this and said uh, his thoughts on how this will change offenses. He said it will be tough to prepare predict but perhaps you'll see run heavy triple option teams like air force have a handful of drives that last an entire quarter perhaps squads that run air raid Gee, that does sound more exciting doesn't it will benefit from fewer plays mm. at least looking on the outside now boise state which is keen on running the ball and controlling the clock this upcoming season could be a major benefactor, especially with the three-headed monster that they're going to have in the backfield with Taylor Green, George Solani, and Ashton Jenny. Uh, that's going to be look even more valuable because with the clock not stopping, it, could you imagine you could see uh, Air Force and Boise State game, you know, where neither <laughs> team is able to stop the other, and you could have only four or five possessions the entire game. Yeah. Hey, what do you want to do for halftime? Halftime was an hour ago, dude. That's why, I mean, Air Force, quite frankly is so dangerous because if Air Force gets up on you yeah. by two or three scores, it's so hard to come back because mm-hmm. they just control they just, the clock for they, so long. They hang on to the ball, yeah. yeah. So those are new changes uh, coming your way in NCAA football. The, you know, if you're tired of spending three hours at the uh, park, it might be a little shorter this year. 7.44, other things going on in sports this morning. Rick Worthington with the latest updates. Uh, this update brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA, the place to go for breakfast. They are open. Open up 45 minutes ago. Don't forget, follow them on Facebook. Uh, you want to follow them because if you follow them on social media, it gets a chance for you to get some specials occasionally that Pork Belly in CUNA puts out. Get in today. Lunch and uh, brick breakfast every day, seven days a week, beginning at 7 a.m. Getting set for the NFL Draft, and Boise State football has had at least one player chosen in the NFL Draft for 13 straight years. And the Broncos probably will have that streak extended to 14 tomorrow. The NFL Draft starts tomorrow, and while Boise State doesn't have a projected first-rounder, four players, safeties J.L. Skinner and Tyreek Jones, along with offensive lineman John Ajuku and defensive lineman Scott Matlock, could all be taken by Saturday night. Coach Andy Avalos on Idaho Sports Talk said they have put themselves in a good position to be chosen. Our players get to go and, and visit with an organization for a day. It's an interview, and so you can really help yourself in these last three weeks because the in-person interaction, the fit for the organization, from the personal standpoint to the football IQ to really your work ethic, that's what these organizations want to find out. Skinner could possibly go on day two, while Jones, Ujuku, and Matlock are probably day three selections. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Once again, the NFL Draft coming up on Thursday. I'm Rick Worthington.
Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 751, uh, once again today, Administrative Professionals Day, which used to be known as uh, Administrative Assistance Day, which used to be known as Secretary's Day. If you're a good boss, um, just a heads up, you might want to say at least thank you or do something nice for your administrative professionals that you have working in your office. If you're a bad boss and you don't even care. (laughs) Wanted to bring this up because... Um, Bear in mind, it's cheapest just to say thank you. Employees of this company um, think their CEO might not necessarily be the best boss ever. Andy Owen is the CEO of a high-end furniture company called Miller Knoll. Mm-hmm. clip of her doing an online chat with her employees has gone viral um, because she's scolding them for complaining about bonuses. Take a listen. Questions came through about how can we stay motivated if we're not going to get a bonus. Some of them were nice and some of them were not so nice. So I'm going to address this head on. Don't ask about what are we going to do if you don't get a bonus. Get the damn $26 million. Spend your time and your effort thinking about the $26 million we need and not thinking about what you're going to do if we don't get a bonus. All right? I had an old boss who said to me one time, you can visit Pity City, but you can't live there. So people... <laughs> Leave Pity City. Let's get it done. Thank you. Have a great day. That, once again, is the CEO of the company, which might have been all fine and good about, you know, criticizing her employees for complaining about not getting bonuses, except it was later found out that Andy Owen received a $1.29 million bonus in 2022 and a $1.1 million bonus in 2021. So she doesn't have to complain what? about not getting bonuses because the, she got millions in bonuses. What was it, 23 or 26? What did she say, million dollars they needed to, to concentrate on? What was that about? Sales for the just, company. Just sales for the yeah, company? Just, okay. just sales for the company. And employees were going, well, you know, how can we concentrate on that if, we don't, if we're not going to get bonuses? Yeah. Because we used to be working toward that. Now mm-hmm. we're not. Yeah. Are you replacing it with anything or just wishing us... Perfectly fine to get, you know, Merry Christmas. Yeah, perfectly fine to get upset, you know, about employees complaining about bonuses. However, it doesn't really look good if you received uh, an over a $1 million bonus and you're criticizing people complaining about not receiving bonuses that work for you. Yeah, as the boss, I don't think that working here is about your compensation. Any questions? (laughs) 208-336-3700, pound 670 uh, on your Verizon Wireless. You can also email us this morning if you want to get through. Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Talking about the, once again, campaigns that are underway. Trump, of course, long time ago announced that uh, he was going to be running for election. Um, We're taking your phone calls and emails uh, on what you think about that. Uh, Also, Joe Biden announcing yesterday, officially, even though he had been saying for months that he was going to be doing it, um, talking about his age. Also, here's the other thing that we're talking about. Um, President Trump has said that there's no reason for him to participate in upcoming debates that the GOP is putting together. And he's complaining about the fact that he wasn't even asked about him. And I, I think this might have more to do with he wants control of the debates. Who's going to be asking the questions? Which 
network is it going to be on because he doesn't think he's treated fairly by some of the networks. So he wants to say on on what's going to be uh, the the format that's set up, and he says if he doesn't get a say, he's not going to compete or he's not going to be uh, a part of the debates. And there's two debates that have already been scheduled for the uh, Republican Party, and Trump said he's not going to be participating in those debates. Well, we, I suppose if he thinks he can be. Uh if he thinks he can be elected without that, then more power to him. It goes under the heading of, once again, and we, we dealt with this in the GOP debate. President Trump currently uh, by far the leader of the primary hopefuls, right? So a, as a debate, can a debate, it basically it can only do one thing, right, for, for Trump. It can only hurt him. He's already the the leader of. Well, I mean, of it, it could make more presumptive peop- leader. It, it could make more people like him if he does it well, but you know. But does he have to have more? I mean, if he's the leader, it, if you win, you win by one. You win by a hundred. It doesn't. It doesn't matter, right? So it's like if he's go. If he goes like like we'll we'll use the example of Governor Little. Didn't participate in the debate because he was, of course, the incumbent, and mm-hmm. quite frankly, think the only reason that you know could possibly happen in a debate. The only thing that could happen is it, it ends up but, hurting rather than but helping. Yeah, like I say, if for some reason people will still uh, vote for you, even though you don't participate in all the normal things, then I suppose you've beaten the system. Yeah. Congratulations. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Uh, we've got a $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue to give away. Want to start working on that question? Stick around. We'll give it to you right after this. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Currently 50 degrees in downtown Boise. Just stepped outside a few minutes ago. I didn't step outside. I actually stepped outside to step inside because we're using porta-potties. Our uh, bathrooms are being remodeled here. Um crisp and cool outside but it's a really nice morning uh the fact that the wind isn't blowing is just absolutely amazing <laughs> first of all this morning because we've had a lot of wind already this year um you're counting your blessings that's good <laughs> um our phone lines are open at 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless uh once again uh, joe biden yesterday officially announcing he was running for president didn't take very long by the way uh for the gop to uh release their new ad campaign basically released just a little while after Joe Biden released his video announcing that he was running. Take a listen to this campaign. This just in, we can now call the 2024 presidential race for Joe Biden. This morning, an emboldened China invades Taiwan. Financial markets are in free fall as 500 regional banks have shuttered their doors. Border agents were overrun by a surge of 80,000 illegals yesterday evening. Officials closed the city of San Francisco this morning, citing the escalating crime and fentanyl crisis. Who's in charge here? It feels like the train is coming off the tracks. How does one close San Francisco? I don't know. I guess you know, that was that, that was that was written by AI. Yeah. Yeah, and the whole thing was written by AI, uh, showed what a, an, an ap- apocalyptic world will look like if Joe Biden yeah. is elected. That's why you heard Joe Biden elected I mean, in 2024. Never mind the fact that he is president right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was released by the uh, 
Republicans yesterday in response to the video released by Joe Biden. Danny and Nampa writes in a couple of comments. If Trump and DeSantis could put aside their egos and sit down over a beer, preferably not Bud Light, they could probably divide the presidential responsibilities between them regardless of titles. Speaking of Bud Light, can you imagine 20 years from now the value of a six-pack of Bud Light featuring the face of the woman who, who, who's basically claiming to be a woman, really a man, will be to collectors maybe all the way up to $1.99? <laughs> That's a big if, though, if they can set their egos aside. Yeah, we talked about that. We talked about that Monday. However, once again, is it e- how easy would it be to set aside your ego? You know, if you get a polling report that says you have an eighty percent chance to win with a Trump DeSantis ticket, I mean, the the example we gave. Do you think Kamala Harris was Joe Biden's choice to be? Vice President back in 2020? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Yes, officially she was. Well, actually. she was, but I don't think that at, that's who he would have chosen. I think she was chosen specifically because that gave him the best chance to win. Uh, you know, even after seeing her now as Vice President, there's no way that you can consider her, you know, the best choice that he could have chosen as Vice President, I don't think. But based on numbers and polling, that gave Joe Biden the best chance of winning. So... Kamala Harris is the vice president. I, I have a funny feeling that, like you said, I, I agree with you. Both DeSantis and Trump, huge egos. But if they came to them with polling and said, hey, look, we've, we've ran all the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, Trump, if you run against Biden and you choose somebody else and you won't be elected president. And same with DeSantis. It's like DeSantis, you know, if you choose, if you run with anybody else, you have absolutely no chance even against Trump. However, if we combine the numbers show that you guys have a, a 65 or 70 percent chance of, you know, being the next president and vice president. If you guys run together, you, Trump in a second to be president again would, would do that. Would I don't what, know. What, I don't know what, if you'd call that putting aside his ego. Well, what, what makes you say that? <laughs> What's that? That that uh, if if somebody came and said, "Here's your best chance of winning," that he'd jump at that. Yeah, if I, I, if the most important thing to him is winning, if if the most important thing is winning with personal glory, then no, I don't think he would jump at that. You don't think he, the most important thing to him right now is winning the presidency? No. You you think he wants to lose a presidency with glory? No, I don't think he wants to lose at all. But I, th- I think there are ways that he wants to win, and I think there are ways that he'd just as soon not. And that's what I'm saying. And, and, to, uh, and to win with anyone who has criticized him, I think, would, would, would not be preferable, but, pre- preferable right. to Donald Trump. But I think his will to win would overpower that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you go, hey, you, you're going to lose, but you don't have to take on DeSantis. You can choose whoever you want, but you're not going to win. There's no way to win. We can't get, come up with the numbers to win. He's going to go. All right, I'll I'll sit no, there. No, you just hire a different firm. Suck on a to, sour. To run the numbers again. <laughs> uh, and if the same firm, a different firm, ran the same numbers, I, I still think he would go. All right, I'm not going to like it. But well, I mean, it's if if somebody said, okay, it 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 turns out we've run the numbers and. Uh, for, for the good of the party, you need to step aside in favor of somebody else. That's, he, that's not going to happen. Would he do that? No. Because no. his side would win. Yeah, he doesn't care about his side. He cares about him and being president. There, there you go. 
But if he can still be president and have DeSantis on the ticket, I, I'd say he's going to say, all right, I don't like it, but I'll, I'll do it because I want to be president one final time. So share the credit? I don't think he'd share the credit. Just, just because DeSantis is on the ticket, I mean, has he shared the credit before with, with anybody? With Pence, that wasn't necessary. <laughs> he hasn't, I There's only one him. person I, I know who, in 2016, voted for Trump because Pence was on the uh, ticket. And, and that's my dad. And he has since passed away, so he won't be doing that next time. He, seriously, he voted for Trump yeah, just because he liked Pence. Pence. He thought Pence was the greatest guy in the world. Interesting. Well, Pence kind of had the same uh, uh, temperament as my dad. Right, right. Interesting. Yeah, that would be the only person I know who voted for Trump because of Pence. Interesting. Um, Email and no name on this says, You expect me to believe your poll about everyone not wanting Biden to run, but he was the most votes won ever candidate. All of America supports him. Not. This is the best evidence yet that the election was stolen. No one supports Biden. Cheating is going to be harder this election. Democrats want Biden out. He's unelectable. And JFK Jr. is not going to hide in a basement. We're going to execute you. Would you rather be hanged or shot? (laughs) Well, I'd rather not be executed. Well, unfortunately, that's not one of your choices, is it? Would you rather be hanged or shot? Uh, Continuing with the email, he'll run away with the Democratic nomination, but America still supports Trump. Can't wait to vote for him. So many people, so many people still believe. I think it's amazing the how many people was, was stolen. I think it's amazing how many people in this country think they speak for everyone else in this country. And hey, it, it, the one place, the only place that it matters on the election, and and you can believe that. I'm not criticizing you if you believe the election was stolen. The one place and the only place that it mattered, where it was never proven, was in court. That's the only place that mattered. Every what, place else it was proven? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I'm, I'm saying you can believe it, but it was never proven in court. No. And, you can, you can say, hey, been, but look at these numbers right here. And that would have been right absolutely here. necessary. This, this shows proof of cheating, but it was never proven in court. So you can believe what you want to believe. Mm-hmm. You can walk around for years with the satisfaction that you knew what was going on, even though nobody else did. Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take more of your phone calls and emails coming up. Uh, that'll be after the bottom of the hour news, because coming up here next, we're going to give somebody a chance to win a $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue with a Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. That's after traffic and weather. It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible questions. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, the number 47th ranked Berkshire Hathaway brokerage in the entire world. For 2023, we're talking three continents, 12 countries, and 1,500 brokerages, and they are ranked number 47. Call today for any real estate needs at 208-888-4128. Linda's going to get first crack at our question today. Linda, we've got a $50 gift certificate for R&R Barbecue for you, if you can answer this question. This country has the oldest flag in the world. They've been using the uh, same one, not the actual same flag, same design since the 1200s. Which country is it? Denmark. 
It is Denmark. Denmark. Yes, their flag has been in use continually since 1219. Congratulations. You got $50 gifts to get to R&R Barbecue. Hold on the line. Don't worry if you didn't get in today for uh, our barbecue gift certificate. Still have two more chances for you this week. Uh, Coming up tomorrow morning and Friday morning for our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. Hang on. We will take a break here. We've got news coming up here next at the bottom of the hour. After that, we'll get to your phone calls and uh, emails on the way. I also want to talk about uh, this story. Caldwell, just absolutely uh, amazing. Caldwell police officer, lucky to be alive after a uh, drug bust earlier this week, um, thanks to his quick action. He's still alive, and uh, so is the person he arrested for drugs. We'll talk a little bit about that. Plus, still also on the way, how to apply for your share of Facebook's $725 million settlement in their privacy suit. Pretty much everybody gets in on this if you have been a part of Facebook since (laughs) Facebook began. Which is a pretty exclusive club, I can tell (laughs) you. Uh, We'll tell you how. Um, There might be a lot of people who don't you know, necessarily uh, apply. So it will be spread out between not just all Facebook users, but you will actually have to apply for your share. We'll tell you how to do that coming up. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through and partake in the show, courage to do that. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Texas, same as our main numbers. Uh, here is a uh, email, Mike at KBOI.com. says, Mr. Mike. Oh, well, hey, I like the sounds of that. Mr. Mike, you are so funny. We can prove the election wasn't stolen. They never won in court. Of course they never won in court. They were never allowed in court. Name one case allowed to proceed. Soros stacked the court system. All cases brought to court were thrown out before they were heard. Either sued too early, sued too late. What is that? How about looking at the evidence? Last I heard, 60 cases were thrown out. How do you have so many cases all baseless? We were never given our day in court. So <laughs> let, me, let me get this straight. You're claiming that the reason you were never allowed to hear these cases in court is because of George Soros? There's not... All the judges in the entire country are do what George Soros says, backed by George Soros. And I, did, I didn't know George Soros could put judges on the court, personally. Neither did he. <laughs> That's what you're saying? Come on, man. Curtis writes in, he says, regarding the Facebook settlement, you get a dollar, and you get a dollar, and you get 75 cents. <laughs> it's about, that's about right, if, uh, if even that much. Text message says, it seems like Trump and Republicans have culture wars with no substance. Do you think if Trump was president, we'd have low inflation and gas? Much of our issues today were caused by Trump. <laughs> his wealthy tax reform, mishandling of the pandemic, China trade policies, his Afghan deal. At least the Democrats are creating legislation that attempts to help the middle class, underprivileged, etc. I have not seen anything but re- by the Republicans tell us, what they have done, they've done nothing. I don't, I'll leave that Whenever, out there. I'm sure that we'll have I, people weigh in with their thoughts on. I've had sort of a on that. I want to say it's a lifetime policy, but it's it's developed over a lifetime. Where if something good happens, or if something terrible happens during a particular president's 
uh, term in office. I call it a coincidence. I thought you didn't believe in coincidences. No, you're thinking of other people who have said that. I believe in coincidences. Oh, okay. that. But, you know, let's put it this way. I think every president who gets the blame for or takes too much credit for what's going on during his term it is, I don't know, is, is not terribly accurate. Do you think that who, who is the president can make a bit of a difference? That was going to be my question. But not 100% difference. Uh, Donald writes in, uh, you keep talking about Trump's chances to be the next president, but you never mention his current rape trial. What happens if he's found guilty of rape? Wouldn't that officially end his chances? No. Why are you not talking about that? Let's get one first, thing correct. First of all, he's... It's he's, not a rape trial. Yeah, it's... First of all, he's not up on charges of rape. He's uh, being sued... Uh, Civilly. Uh, yeah, it's a civil suit by someone who claims they, they were raped, but the statute of limitations is long past on it. And it's... And, it, and it, she's not suing because she was raped. She's suing because... She says Donald Trump ruined her reputation yeah. because also, he said he lied or she lied about her charges of him raping her. Also, that rule about you can't be president if you've had a uh, felony conviction. There, there is no rule. No, you can't vote, <laughs> but you can still be president. Matter of fact, you can be in prison and, and run still for president, be, yeah. still be president. Yeah. Even if, if you're elected, you can be president in prison. Um. Yeah, the, the reason we don't talk, we're not talking a lot about that case is because it's it's ongoing. It's just getting uh, underway. There, I I think they've got the jury picked as of right now. Um, I don't know if the official trial has become, but yeah, don't misconstrue. This is not a yeah, if he, rape trial. If, if this uh, if this jury ends up deciding that yeah he he is guilty of rape, it, he doesn't go to prison for it. He doesn't spend any time behind bars at all. That's not what this is about. He would probably owe whatever money they decide uh, that uh, the the uh, uh, plaintiff should get. Yeah, and, and quite frankly, I mean, looking at this, this is a very proving libel is a very high bar to get to. Now, it's not as high a bar proving libel in a case like this as it would be if this were actual rape charges. If, if she had filed charges way back when it happened, then it it would be a jury of his peers. Twelve people would have to all agree that he committed mm. rape. In this particular trial, you just have to prove with a preponderance of the evidence. You don't have 12 jurors that have to all agree right. that he committed libel. You just have to have a, a majority. But that's still a high bar because you have to, yeah, number which one... Is, which is why you mean... Prove. You remember O.J. Simpson was acquitted in court of murder, mm -hmm. but then he was charged with causing the death of two people in civil court and was found... Uh, and was found liable for that. Uh, it, it doesn't make a great deal of sense that you know one court found this and another court found something completely different. But he never went to prison for murder right. because he was never found guilty of murder. And in this particular case, I mean, defense against libel is the truth. So part of it is going to have to be with a preponderance of the evidence. Once again, she is going to have to prove that in some way, shape, or form, that a majority of the people believed she was raped by Trump. Now, I don't know the particulars. I don't know if the rape occurred. Yeah. I don't know if it didn't occur. I'm just saying well, that there, as far as the trial is concerned, right. they she's going to have to prove that there was there's a rape. No, because there's no the, camera. Her, let me finish. Right. Because, now I lost my train of thought. He has to prove that there was a rape because 
that's the way that she's going to be able to get money by saying Trump called her a liar. But mm-hmm. if he didn't lie and there wasn't a rape and she can't prove that there's a right. rape, which is going to be hard to do because she has to answer the question of why didn't you file charges? If you were raped, why did you not file charges at the time? Why are you now com- claiming? And Trump is claiming it's because she wrote uh, a book, memoir, and-, and wanted to get more people to buy that particular book. So there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that have to be proved to reach the level of liable, even though you don't have to have 12 jurors all agree now she, that he libeled her. She, she of course, she has no... Video recording of this. She has no audio recording of this. Uh, she has no proof of any kind except for two friends that she phoned almost immediately and told about it. And okay, is that proof or isn't that proof? The jury will have to decide. Yeah, that that's where that is. So, uh, Donald, thank you for your question, but no, it, it is it is not a rape trial per no. se although you not know, a criminal the, trial yeah the, the 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 trial is around uh an alleged rape so um but i mean there'll be some people that that claim if if he loses this this case and there's always a possibility you don't know what's going to happen in court he could win this case he could lose this case there are going to be some people that uh you know if he loses this case that will say look i can't vote for this guy i was for donald trump before but if this is it turned out to be true then no i can't vote for him 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We told you as we were uh, going to break, um, we were going to tell you, uh, if you wanted to be a part of the $725 million uh, settlement from Facebook, stick around. Up next, I'm going to tell you how you can get your 75 cent. No, I'm not. We don't, we don't know how much it's going to be. There is, we know there is a total yeah. of $725 million. So you could be two, three, four bucks. We don't know. <laughs> but it's all going to come down to whether or not you actually uh, apply for it. Once again, you're going to have to apply. Um, and when we come back here next, we're going to talk about that. Still on the way, uh, another thing we told you we were going to talk about this morning, um, former Boise City Council member, um, is seeking an injunction to halt the city from conducting any more business. Wants, wants to stop business well, completely from, from the city. Well, that's not odd, is it? It's a little bit strange. Uh, we'll tell you. I think you can guess who it is, but if you can't, um, we'll tell you who it is and uh, what's going to be happening here. We'll take a quick break. Final traffic uh, and weather check, and when we come back, stay tuned. Get your pencil. Your pen, whatever, and paper ready. We're going to tell you how you can get your $725 million. Just think, if there's only 725 people who fill out the paperwork, you're going to get a million dollars each. You're going to get a million dollars. So we'll tell you how to do that coming up here next. Don't go away. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 851, 54 degrees in downtown Boise. Well, the stock market opened up uh, looking like good news for a little while, up almost 100 points. I've uh, seen a drastic uh, drop here over the last hour or so. Now down 124 points uh, on the Dow so far today. Um, so we've seen a, almost a 200-point swing since the uh, opening of the stock market earlier this morning. All right, papers, pencils, all ready. Facebook users have until August of this year to claim their share of $725 million in a class action settlement of a lawsuit alleging privacy violations by Meta 
or Facebook, as it was yeah. known at the time. Lawsuit prompted in 2018 after Facebook disclosed that information of 87 million users was improperly shared with Cambridge Analytica. People who had an active U.S. Facebook account between May of 2007 and December of 2022. Hmm, May of 2007. That's about the time that I switched from MySpace to Facebook. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. You have until August 25th to enter a claim. Individual settlement payments haven't been established because payouts will depend on how many users submit claims. How much was the money? $725 million. $725 million. And there are 87 million possible uh, uh, users. Users. Mm -hmm. Okay. That were their, their information was shared. So, so if everybody, let's see. Uh, if everybody files, then they'll each get $8.33. What are the chances of everybody filing? Yeah, if, if half the people file, though, you'll get $16.66. Hey, I can go to McDonald's. If only one-fourth of the people file, you'll get, good grief, well, that's over 33 bucks. <laughs> I wonder if it even come close to... Then you can to, go to McDonald's. Um, one thir- and, and this is how nice I am, because I, I'm going to fill this out, yeah. and I want to see a higher payment... And yet here I am being a giving person and sharing the information where if I kept it to myself, you might not know about it. So that's me giving to you. Help me help you. Meta did not admit to any wrongdoing, but did agree to pay the $725 million. If you would like to put in your claim and maybe get eight, 16, 33, or maybe hundreds of dollars, all you have to do is go to facebookuserprivacysettlement.com. Mm-hmm. Enter your name, address, email address, and confirm that you live in the U.S. and were active on Facebook between the dates I, I, I mentioned. Was ignoring, of course, the fact that the law firm itself will get a third. That's also true. Yeah. Which is about. The law firm's going to take know, 33%. 200 and some odd million dollars. Here's the thing. How many people are going to go, well, wait a minute. I don't, I, we're, we're getting this settlement because we sh- shared, they shared our information, and now they and want we, more of my information, exactly address, email. Right. There we go. <laughs> There's going to be people that go, this is a scam. I ain't filling this thing out. No way. I almost, I, Which I gotta, means a bigger settlement for other exactly. people. Exactly. As a matter of fact, I almost did that. I received an email saying, hey, would you like your share of $725 million? And I, I read through it and I said, wait a minute, this is a scam. <laughs> Come to find out. Um, apparently not. This is uh, being posted and they're required to uh, post this in various news uh, papers and mm-hmm. websites. They've also officially, although they haven't, like I said, admitted they did anything wrong, they issued an apology, which I always find where I'm not, we're not admitting we did anything wrong, but we're still sorry. That's, that's one of those, you know, where you have to apologize and say, I'm sorry if you were offended by what I said. That's not an apology. No. Uh, Robin writes in, Mike at KBOI.com. Uh, hi, Mike. You were talking about uh, earlier the political debates. I enjoy watching debates because when faced with tough questions, I'd like to know how my candidate handles ends either answers or uh, or let me read it again know how my candidate handles and or answers the question oh there we go the problem i see with many uh, electing to forego 
debates is the bias slant they have taken. Biden doesn't need to debate because he will be treated with kid gloves by the moderator. On the other hand, Trump will be barraged with left and right jabs during the entire debate. This is a huge difference between good and tough questions and outright biased, misleading questions, if that makes sense. Happy Wednesday. By the way, I have been a secretary slash administrative assistant pretty much my entire working career. I love it and miss the lunches and the flowers. There we go. What we need is a candidate who says, hey, line up anything for me to be there, and I will because I'm not the least bit afraid of your questions. I will tell the truth, and that's what will win in the end. But no one will ever say that. Another email, no name on this. It says, uh, tell Chris the way you close San Francisco. You had asked this earlier yeah. with the GOP. He says, the way you close San Francisco, San Francisco is called a 15-minute city. Look it up. Our city officials might have been exploring the possibility last night. I couldn't attend the meeting myself, but our city leaders are rewriting our, rewriting our zoning codes. Thank you for the coverage. I'd love to know how the council meeting went last night. Okay. So look up 15-Minute City, and can you tell me what that is? Because I don't know what that is either. But apparently there's something called 15-Minute City. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. We've got uh, news coming up here at the top of the hour. We'll get to your phone calls and emails. Uh, Speaking of the city, we'll tell you how the city of Boise is being shut down coming up here next. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's clear that the Speaker's bill breaks House Republicans' commitment to America. In the run-up to the 2022 election, House Republicans promised to put cops on the beat. Instead, they're fighting to put fentanyl on the street by defunding Border Patrol. Their proposal makes clear that only things House Republicans are committed to giving to Americans are increased crime, lower economic growth, and more manufacturing jobs set back to China. The Speaker's position is that unless the President and the Senate agree to that job-killing, cost-increasing, anti-farm, anti-healthcare, anti-education agenda, they're going to default and crash the economy. That's not just unreasonable, but it's also incredibly dangerous. Hmm. Who knew? If it wasn't for, that was, by the way, uh, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre yesterday, uh, if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't know that Republicans are fighting to get fentanyl put back on put on our streets. Didn't know that. All right, now we do. Didn't know that. That's helpful information. It was Republicans who were fighting to defund the police and the border patrol. I, I guess also all these news stories for the last two years. I, I guess I must have misinterpreted or misread them. I guess That's a lot of new stuff today. I know. Alvin has written and says, "Howdy," and this is about that settlement. He says, "Howdy." There's always something, as Gilda would say. The actual amount will come out of the net settlement, $725 million, minus administrative and legal costs, which could be 25%. I said 33 earlier. And I thought be, lawyers always took like a one-third. It's probably negotiable. And be assigned to each user on a point system. Each month that a user held their account will give them one point. The net settlement will be divided by all the points. So I was on for every single month. So I could, could be a millionaire. You could get almost 70 bucks. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. 
It just in a lot of these class action settlements, though, they get so many people. I I got money from a class action settlement once because years ago I used to work for United Press International, and they went bankrupt and they stopped paying people for a while. Well, they had already closed down the Idaho bureau, so I was out of that, but mm-hmm. I was still in the settlement, and so uh, they just informed me that I was in it. And I didn't have to fill out any paperwork or anything, but because I was a former employee, I was in the settlement. So they went through the whole thing. They sent me a check for $3.86. I've been in a few different settlements in my lifetime, and I have yet to receive a settlement that was in the three figures. <laughs> you mean over 100 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. Everything's been now. You and I are are, are also um, I know we're in one right now. <laughs> participating in a settlement here with our company over a four hundred one k plan. And, and uh, I've I've read it several times. And guess how much I understand it? Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all I don't I don't care about understanding it. I just how much is my check going to be? Exactly. How much are you? Is this going to be another thing where I have another settlement that I get that is going to be less than three figures? You know. I, hey, I get it. If you did wrong, you and of you course there's always the it. there's always the initial question. If I agree to be part of this, will that count against me in some way? <laughs> Once again, this is one of those things where, where where you get settlements like this. It sounds really good, mm-hmm. but usually it's the lawyers that are making more money than anybody else in the mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah. If if you read maybe the first, I don't know, twenty John Grisham novels, that's the sort of thing you find out. Lisa Sanchez. She, her name's been in the news. Really? Here. It's her? Uh, yeah. Who knew? <laughs> Former I Boise never suspected. City council member. You've never brought her up before. Is asking Idaho's fourth judicial district court to intercede on her behalf and prevent the council, city council of Boise, from doing any business without her. A motion seeking a preliminary injunction filed on April 17th by Sanchez's lawyer, Wendy Olson, argues that Sanchez has suffered irreparable injury as a result of losing her seat and that the appointment of Latonia Haney-Keith to fill District 3 vacancy was illegitimate. Sanchez filed a lawsuit against Boise after Mayor Lauren McLean announced earlier this month that Haney-Keith would be appointed to fill the seat until after the November elections. Sanchez was elected by District 3 voters back in 2021. However, when she moved to a new apartment in January, she inadvertently moved out of the district. When Boise lawyers learned that she no longer lived in the district, they concluded she had vacated the seat and could no longer serve on the council. Sanchez, by the way, has moved back into District 3 and demanded that the mayor reappoint her. Which she didn't. Sanchez applied and was a finalist to be reappointed to the seat, but as you just stated, McLean did not appoint her. We also told you that, uh, as reported by Boise Dev, that current city council members who must approve by a vote on the new appointments said that they if Sanchez was uh, you know, nominated, they would not uh, vote to approve yeah. her. Now, the motion asked the court to prevent the city of Boise from conducting any and all business without plaintiff Sanchez and ordering the city of Boise to reinstate Sanchez to the city council position from which she was unlawfully removed, unquote. District Judge Derek O'Neill is scheduled to hear the request this afternoon. So we should know more on this possibly by as soon as tomorrow. A lawyer representing the city, Daniel Williams, disputed how Sanchez lost her seat. Olson was repeatedly uh, Olson has repeatedly said that the council had no legal basis to remove Sanchez. By contrast, Williams argued there was no one person who removed her. Rather, she vacated the seat herself when she moved out of the district, even though she did not intend to. 
Williams also noted that Sanchez did not file her lawsuit or motion for preliminary injunction immediately, but rather waited until this month after she was not appointed. Here are a couple of other interesting facts in the case that might make a huge difference when this goes to court this afternoon. Another city filing included the minutes from a council meeting in 2021 that approved the map of geographic districts as well as minutes from a meeting last year that created the new council districts. Sanchez voted to approve both maps. 2020 Idaho law required Boise to switch from at-large districts to geographic districts. In 2021, Boise hired a consultant to draw a map with the districts. In 2022, the city created a citizens commission to redraw the boundaries once more, which resulted in a new map for this year's elections. That map replaced the district that covers the North End and Northwest Boise, District 3 with a new District 6, which was somewhat different boundaries in the Southern Edge. So if that is the case, she was there. She was at that meeting. She saw the map. She can't later claim, I asked somebody and they told me that I was still going to be in the district. You knew what the map was. You had to approve the map. You saw the map. You knew what the map was. Where's the letter showing that, you know, yeah. the person said, oh, they said I was in the district. Not that, a lot that of this. hasn't come forward. Not a lot of this was written down anyway. Williams filing notes uh, that when Sanchez was informed that her initial move placed her outside of her district, she told other city council members, but once again, this is in the notes, no, you're right, I messed up, Mm. unquote. Probably shouldn't have written that down. (laughs) Or let's put it this way. You probably shouldn't have said that in an an open meeting where uh, minutes were being taken. So, I mean, that right there can be used in a court in my opinion, and I'm no lawyer, but when you when you say, no, you're right, I messed up, that's an admission that it was your fault, right? I, I know you're not a lawyer, but I, don't you agree it, with me? I, I think it sounds like it qualifies as one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's it, it's interesting. I mean, this is this is almost seems to me like she's going scorched earth. Um, and maybe she doesn't think that she has any chance of getting elected coming up in November, because they have another election. She can run in District 3 coming up in November, and Haney Keith has already said that she is not running. So it's a wide-open race for District 3 once again. Um, so it's interesting that she would be going scorched earth in this saying, hey, until the court makes a decision, I don't want the city of Boise doing any business whatsoever. Which seems impractical. Doesn't it? A little bit. Yeah. And like I said, that's why I say you know scorched earth, because... You know, are voters here in another, what is the election, seven months away or whatever? Aren't they going to go, oh, wait a minute, this is the same person that, you know, she didn't get her way. Yeah, it is seven months away. Yeah, so she wanted to shut down the city uh, of Boise and their business. I don't don't know. I mean, granted, she's going to have her supporters, but, you know, people are sitting there going, wow, she's really going out of her way. Part of the problem is she admitted that um, this is her only income oh really she also lost her insurance when she lost it uh when she lost the job so i mean she's fighting for income she has no other job no other income and uh she also lost her insurance that was supplied by Mm. by the city so um it's kind of a big deal for her 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless who knows there might be some people that think the city of boise not doing business might be a good thing (laughs) (laughs) i don't know 
If you want to weigh in, go ahead, call us up. Uh, we'll take a break here. You can email also Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 920-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. You can also uh, email us, chris at kbui.com, mike at kbui.com. Text message, too, same as our main number. Frank writes in, the only uh, thing Lisa Sanchez has lost is her ability for the taxpaying citizens of Boise to pay for her shopping cart loads full of pies, molly supplies, and heavy creams. And goes back into another story where she was accused of using city uh or not city dollars campaign dollars uh for personal use i think she was found if i remember correctly that that was not true heavy creams yeah she was she was buying things accused of using campaign funds to buy groceries to buy groceries Mm. and it was later at least i don't know if it was proven but later um found to have um no basis in fact that she did actually use it for a campaign luncheon or something yeah you can buy lunch for your campaign staff with campaign mm-hmm. money yeah people were claiming though that she uh, had taken the money and uh was using it for her own personal groceries hmm. Uh, Robin writes in, uh, Lisa Sanchez is showing how to win friends and influence people. She is unhinged, kind of fun to watch, actually. Unless, of course, you're the city having to pay for it. Probably not too much fun for the city council members or the city of Boise who have to, you know, hire a lawyer to fight this in court. By the way, that that court decision, uh, that court case, by the way, will be happening this afternoon, the injunction. Uh, to whether or well, not, I, I, personally, I think that you know when they found out she had moved out of the district, they should have presented her with something that said, "Okay, here's the deal: you have 60 days to either move back into the district or be, you know, stripped of your title." Instead of just like, you know, "Hey, you're no longer eligible, gone." But that's just me. Yeah. Um, another email in, no name on this one, says, "Still waiting for the 15 minute city definition." Um, it, well, I don't know why you're waiting. You, you just go to your computer and you mm-hmm. go to Google, your, your Google machine, and you type in 15-minute city well, definition. Well, I found, I found it, two things it will, about it. It will give it to you. One was called 15-minute city, and, and what that is is to uh, plan a city in such a way that everything you need in, in terms of necessities, utilities, and whatnot is within 15 minutes of your house. And uh, the other thing I found about it was the 15-minute city conspiracy theory, which indicates that uh, people are going to start building cities or remodeling them in such a way, and it's all part of some take-over-the-world sort of thing. And that, I mean, quite frankly, that's what the city council, you know, meeting was on, uh, changing rezoning laws, so it probably has something to do with... uh, Zoning, I wasn't a part of that. But, uh, well, the, the question was when, when they when the the ad, the new ad uh, against uh, Joe Biden came out for the Republicans. It was written by AI, and one of the things it said was they've shut down San Francisco. And I said, "How does one shut down San Francisco?" And they said, "Oh, just read about the fifteen minute city thing." And I didn't really find a connection, but. Uh, 
Yeah, if if you're listening and you wrote that in, read read about the 15 minute. Try and call us up and explain what you meant by by that, um, because that was See, in people, response. People write to us like every day, and they will explain something that just seems like I don't know whether it's banal or benign or whatever. It's just they, they explain something that doesn't seem very important. And at the end, they say, and you can see how this can be used to take over the world or some or something <laughs> like that. And and quite often, I haven't made that connection or leave. Well, and I, that's why I asked the person to uh, call us back, because I'd, I'd like to hear his thoughts on on. How he equates the yeah. 15 minute, which, which one he was talking about In specifically other words, just, and how that would shut down. Cause I still thank don't you, understand. Please explain is what I would say. Yeah. yeah. I still don't understand how that would shut down uh, a city by doing that. That, that's what I don't understand. And once again, uh, it all has to do with the GOP mm-hmm. commercial that they put out right after which President Biden announced is, that he was going to be running for election yesterday. And it, it's not a true commercial. This is, this was a, a commercial that looks into the future if Joe Biden is elected in 2024 and what mm-hmm. America would look like again, if he is elected. Again, never mind the, the fact that he is currently president. But uh, it. But it, one of the things it talked about, it said, well, the city of San Francisco was shut down today. And again, I'm just wondering, what are the logistics involved in that? You did see one of the things um, in San Francisco, we've seen because of the law in San Francisco a few years ago, where if you steal less than $1,000 shoplift or or in a robbery, if you steal less than $1,000, it's not considered a felony anymore. So you have people going through cities and Which just... Which is weird. It used to be a felony, but it wasn't grand theft until it was $1,000. Yeah. Um, and now it's just a misdemeanor. So people are running in knowing that it's not going to be a felony and they're grabbing just to make sure that they grab less money and you've seen businesses we've talked about businesses that are closing down in san francisco because they can't do it deal with the theft uh target this week is taking a different tack did you see the story on this i did not so you've been to the stores i I, i'm sure with target albertson's does it walmart where things like razors things that are expensive are locked behind glass and key and you have to go get somebody to uh, unlock them if you want to get it because they've been losing so many things and if if you buy razors chris i know you probably don't buy razors looking at your beard uh but uh, uh one thing of razors costs like 20 bucks so it's an easy thing to steal and shoplift or whatever target in san francisco has now put everything in their mm-hmm. store under lock and key you know that's the way stores used to be though like for instance even grocery stores you used to go in and walk around the store and everything was behind counters and you simply told the grocer what you wanted and he she whoever would get it down from the shelf and and put it as as part of your groceries you you didn't go around and and take what you wanted off the shelves back in those days well now at this particular target if you want something you have to go get Someone to help you unlock mm-hmm. the window or whatever it's hidden behind. And, and this goes for things like tooth, toothpaste, toilet paper. So they've locked up yeah. everything. Or you have to have really tiny hands. <laughs> or you can still smash and grab, I guess. 208-336-3700, pound 670. And Verizon we'll take a quick break. Uh, more on the way. After news at the bottom of the hour, you want to get through there. Phone lines open right now. Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 
pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Email us, chris at kby.com, mike at kby.com. Steve in Boise, thanks for being patient. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you. Good morning. You know, that 15-minute concept sounds real good, and the planning and zoning that for decades. I mean, I remember back in the 70s when they started uh, doing the land use planning and stuff, and they were going to push this down our throats. And as a result, about half of the city of Boise's fire department lived outside of the city, some of them outside of the county. And, uh, you know, and I don't know what the rest of the employees were, but I, I was involved with the fire department, so I knew that. And, uh, you, you know, there's a reason people live, move outside of cities. High taxation, higher prices, and higher density, and higher crime. And, you know, they need to do something, but sometimes I think planning and zoning is its own worst enemies. They, they don't seem to plan things that are appropriate or wanted by the people. Skinny houses, another thing. This upzoning thing is another thing. They just keep stacking them and stacking them, and, and then you end up with the problems that I discussed earlier. High crime, high taxes. Uh, I think government is, is doomed for failure. The bigger they get, the less efficient they are. Any thoughts? Isn't that just how cities have kind of always worked, though? Well, it is. And then they go into high crime, and then the, the stores move out because of the crime factor. And then the, the legislature, they don't want to prosecute people. There's no law and order, and you end up with chaos. I mean, that's exactly what's happening right now in, in a lot of the major big cities. Seattle, San Francisco, L.A., New York, uh, Detroit. I mean, you can go on and on and name the cities. And I, I, I don't know how to fix it. I tried. I got politically active, but, hey, it takes money to win. And that's the sad part is that these elected officials a lot of times are not uh, beholden to their electorate. They're beholden to their donors, i.e. what we have. Is that a, is that a, is it a, a system we can change? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, non-apathetic people... Uh, informed electorate, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things you can do to fix it, but the problem with an informed electorate, you have to listen to those ads to get the information. And what do they do? They always put their best foot forward on the ads, and then uh, they get elected and do exactly, well, not exactly the opposite, but sometimes they don't do what they said they were going to do in their campaign. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the call, Steve. Thank you for the thoughts. Appreciate it. Um, email in this morning. Uh, this is, this is something new. I had not heard of the 15 minute city. Um, that's why we're talking about it this right. morning. Uh, email says a 15 minute city has imaginary boundaries. You and your car will only be allowed to cross those boundaries under the 15 minute city and a certain number of times per year. Your travel will be monitored by camera. If you cross more frequently, you will be fine. Supposedly, some government officials believe this would be beneficial in fighting climate change limiting our travel and freedoms after all you should be able to do everything locally without going outside of those imaginary boundaries now a mention of that was in in the articles that um, were part of the conspiracy theory about it but not in the actual 
description. And I don't pay any attention to the city of San Francisco and how they do business or their city council meetings because I don't live in San Francisco. I don't ever plan on ever living in San Francisco. Um, I, who knows? Maybe someday I might visit. Um, I don't know how much of this is true and how much is not, but thank you for explaining what some people are thinking what the 15-minute okay. city is because I, until today, I had never heard well, of I the 15-minute city. It, it sounds very fascist when you describe kind it Kind of, way. yeah. It, it's, kind, it, it's kind of interesting because as he was explaining, in my head I'm thinking, hmm, what countries have done this before? We must see your papers, right? <laughs> That would be the fascist countries. Yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks for that uh, email, by the way. Um, John writes in, uh, the Lisa Sanchez saga is officially a clown show. What has become of my home city? It's just, it's just one council member. It's not uh, affecting the entire city. Well, it could a, affect a the great, entire city. A great deal of the city of Boise <laughs> could really give, uh, I mean, let's put it this way. They don't care about this. Um, it could affect the entire city based on what happens in court today because she's filing an injunction to stop yeah. the city from doing any business until she gets best named back to the city council. 50% of the people in Boise probably couldn't name a council member to begin with. Lisa Sanchez would be one I bet they could name. Maybe. <laughs> if they're sitting home watching cartoons right now, they probably couldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like. I said the this goes in front of the uh, court this afternoon. Later this afternoon, we should know more uh, about this. I once again, when you go to court, you never know what's going to happen. I, I don't see any way yeah. possible that the court is going to go. Yeah, you're right. We should stop the city from doing business while we decide whether or not you should be named. I, I also don't know what would happen here because officially, you have a new city council member already. Yeah. So would you have to, what, what would be the process of getting rid of that city council member? I mean, do you, I don't think there's a way that the mayor can go, hey, you know, a couple of weeks ago I named you the city council. Yeah. Psych. I am, I am unless unnaming are, you as the city council member. Unless there are actual written rules about how to do all this sort of thing, they're going to have to come up with a way to do whatever they want. Well, and like... <laughs> Like I said, some of the things that Lisa Sanchez, in her own words, the, I, I think are, are going to come back, you know, to bite her in the butt, right? Yeah, that used to happen to uh, uh, politicians. <laughs> Apparently not anymore. You know, in, in official minutes, we told you that was taking down when I she was... I heard you said this. No, that was misreported, <laughs> but they have you on tape. It doesn't matter. It's still misreported. <laughs> Take know, it out of context. When, when you said... Yeah, I messed up. That's an admission that it was your fault. Well, and and she's tried to blame, you know, other people saying, "I called and asked somebody, and they said that it was perfectly fine if I move here." It's like, can you uh, maybe should have got that in writing instead of because now you can't. Who is it that you called? What's the name of the person that you called? You know what I mean? Yeah. Who was it that told you? And why exactly did you think they were the authority? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is something important enough. She had to know that if she was she was out of the city, it was important enough that she immediately moved back in, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's important enough, and you were a part of the process of changing the district lines, I would just think that, especially Lisa Sanchez, for all the things that she has complained about in her time serving in public office, 
that and, she would have. And also not serving in public office. K Y A insurance. C Y A insurance. Yeah, I was going to say that start. That doesn't start with a uh, K. Um, she she needed to have something to cover, you know, her behind. To so that she could prove that she officially wasn't the reason or the fault of hers moving out. Although she did do it, she shouldn't have done it, and she should have had proof showing this yeah. is the reason I moved out because I thought it was okay because of this. Uh, and apparently doesn't doesn't have have that as of right didn't now. She, didn't she move out because she was renting and they decided to do something else with her property? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. I mean, the, the people who own again, that's property where I think they should that, say, well, they okay, going to renew her lease. Uh, that's that's where again I think they should say, okay, here's the deal. We understand you've moved out. Uh, you need to move back to the district, or we will have to strip you uh, of your your title. And you know, but that's only fair because you have to live in a district now. It's not at large anymore. But again, give her thirty days, sixty days, ninety days, whatever you choose. Another item we talked about earlier this morning: uh, former President Donald Trump's <laughs> signal to his fellow Republicans that he's not interested in participating in the 2024 primary debate. Did you say Republicans? Mm-hmm. Sounded like you said replicants. <laughs> At least as far as they've been planned so far. Now, he is the front runner. He took to social media to complain that nobody got my approval or the approval of the Trump campaign before announcing debates that he supposedly is supposed to be taking part in. Two events have been announced thus far, the first on Fox News and another no. on the at the Reagan Library it's in Cedar, not, California. It's not actually standard that they have to ask your opinion to schedule a debate for you. I mean, you're either going to show up or you're not. Right. And chances are, when it comes right down to it, if you don't show up, they don't care that much about you. Um, I think that his complaint is that they said he was taking part, and he's like, I haven't agreed to take part in these debates. Now, Trump, who has already announced his bid for re-election, he says, uh, quoting here on Truth Social, when you're leading by seemingly insurmountable numbers and you have a hostile networks with angry Trump and mega-hating anchors asking the questions, why do I need to subject myself being libeled and abused, unquote? Or slandered, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that... We haven't talked about, and I didn't even really think about this until I saw this uh, article, and Joe Biden's biggest weakness could possibly be exposed in 2024, and, and this could have been a weakness in 2020. His stutter? No. Oh. Um, his, his weakness in 2020, or his campaign in 2019, really didn't come to the forefront, and that is being able to talk and answer questions, and you've seen part of the reason why you don't see him out and about, because his handlers probably don't want him going off speech and answering questions. He didn't have to do that in the last campaign because of COVID-19. Most of his stuff took place in very small rallies, uh, drive-in events, where there were very few people that that were there. Um, press was not a- a- allowed to ask questions all because of covid he didn't have to he didn't have the rigors of the travel in 2019 because he could use it hey it's because of covid i'm not going to travel i'm going to do these small, small things um that's not going to be the same for 2024 top pollster frank lutz told us sun that biden will face a different campaign heading into the 2024 election cycle joe biden hid uh, this is him saying this, hidden in his bunker and his appearances were very controlled. He won't be able to do that in 2024. 
It's unlikely that there will be a challenge to Biden's leadership. So far, author Marianne Williamson, 70 years old, uh, the first Democrat to launch a challenge against Biden. Robert F. Kennedy also launched a presidential campaign. That was announced last week. But all of his biggest possible people that he ran against in the last election, Kamala Harris, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom has already said he's not going to run. Pete Buttigieg is not going to run. Um, you've got Senator Bernie Sanders told CNN he wouldn't challenge the president uh, in a primary, Robert, which, which you would expect. Robert Kennedy Jr. Is an, is an unusual candidate in that he is an anti-vaxxer Democrat, of which there are actually quite few. He's kind of a wing nut. With or without the wing. <laughs> um. Matt Goldwyn, a professor of politics at the University of Kent, has said that Biden and the Democrats face a series of challenges headed into the 2024 race. said much will depend on whether the economy stabilizes ahead of 2024, whether Americans think the country is going in the right direction, and also whether Biden can get control of the southern border. Those factors have the potential to cause Biden some serious problems said at that point, the election is uh, anybody's to play for. He also said Biden has the unique responsibility that he has to also convince the electorate that he is not old and senile and that he's competent to serve four more years. That's something that most presidential candidates don't have to try and prove in, in fact, addition to all the other things. In fact, a great deal of them never could have proven it. The, if the economy does improve, it's going to be much easier for him to get elected. If the economy stays where it's, where it's at right now, or possibly gets worth worse. I, I I can see his his point being made that y- even more Democrats might be going just because of the fact that they feel that he's old mm-hmm. um, and probably couldn't you know take out his full term. Yeah, um, the economy would come to weigh on a lot of people too. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pounds six seventy on your Verizon. Watch. We'll take a quick break. One final segment on the way. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, I realize that Chris being out the last two days, we haven't had a chance to talk about this. Uh, Nathaniel, can you uh, play Cut 6 for us? Fox hasn't given a reason for firing the network's most highly rated and most controversial host, but a person familiar with the matter said the decision was made at the very top by Fox News Chief Executive Suzanne Scott and her boss, Fox Court Chief Lachlan Murdoch. It's interesting. I've heard three different things uh, now. Claims that he was fired because they need to make cuts, and he's making like th- I think thirty million dollars a year on his contract. And I wish I had, I had his contract. <laughs> he's making thirty million dollars a year now. He has a contract. They're going to have to still pay him out of that contract, from what I understand. Although uh, he has hi- hired a lawyer, so I don't know how acrimonious that is going to be. Um, the other thing that we're hearing that it was because of a lawsuit filed by one of his producers because he, over a long period of time, made misogynistic and anti-Semitic remarks, and she is uh, threatening a lawsuit, and heard that that... And then Huffington Post was reporting yesterday, this came from Rupert Murdoch, because he was uncomfortable with his, uh, and I'm putting this in, in their terms, weird religious beliefs. 
and that Rupert Murdoch was uncomfortable with those beliefs. Well, did he specify what beliefs? No. Apparently, he gave a speech over the weekend, and that was the claim that... Tucker Carlson did? Yeah, okay. uh, Tucker Carlson did, and made some very weird religious claims, shall we say. I haven't um, heard about that. And that Rupert Murdoch, uncomfortable by that. There's also rumors that that was you, the reason did why he, he claim somebody other than fiance. Did he claim somebody other than Rupert Murdoch was God? Because that was probably a mistake. Um, yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, um, that was the reason why Rupert Murdoch, uh, this is again from the same article in Huffington Post, claimed that uh, he dumped his fiance, who would have been his fifth wife, mm-hmm. was because of her weird... The rel- fourth, you know, was Jerry Hall that used to be with <laughs> yeah. Mick Jagger for 30 years. Um, her weird religi- uh, religious beliefs. Um, one of them in this claim was that she thought, thought Tucker Carlson was God. Oh, if you think Tucker Carlson is God, that might be a very good indication that you probably should um, break up your uh, potential marriage and get rid of that fiance. I, I, I'm not saying you know you you can't like Tucker Carlson, um, but thinking anybody like Tucker Carlson, gonna be, or anybody is God. He's, he's going to be fine. I mean, number one, he has lots of money, and number two, if he wants to go back to work, he can just start up his own thing. That's it. You can do that now. I was going to ask you, what do you, what do you think is going to happen here? Um, do you think, I mean, odds on favorite, probably Newsmax would give him a job today, right? Mm-hmm. Because he'd be drawing from his 3.6. He's been offered a job, but he hasn't commented on it because it was the Russian news. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. So, they're like, we like you. You were the only one making sense. It 